Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. I was really happy to see the other day um, the Weekly Times 2022 Coles Farmer of the Year Awards finalists. And there was 18 finalists have been selected from hundreds of nominations across Australia in categories of beef, cropping, dairy, horticulture, uh, sheep and innovation. Farmers innovating for a more viable future have taken the spotlight with many of the finalists recognised for their commitment to progressing their industries throughout 2022. Now, this is a fantastic award, the, the Weekly Times Coles 2022 Farmer of the Year Award, and it has different categories. Um, a couple very well known throughout rural and regional Queensland is Jeremy and Julie Shaw from JS Grazing at Injun. Um, I'm not 100% sure that he loves the limelight, but I have Jeremy Shaw on the phone this morning. Good morning, mate. How are you? Congratulations on this nomination. Top of the morning to you, Dobbo. Yes, thank you very much. Um, you. I mean, you guys don't grow cattle and feedlot cattle for awards, but it's nice to be recognised um, and become one of the 18 finalists. It, 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 it says a lot about that you guys must be doing something right at home um, and it's a great benchmark to compare yourself to other operations. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, I actually laughed at the lady when she rang and told me that we were a finalist in Farmer of the Year, but, yeah, it is. It's a um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a big plus and a big justification, I guess, that we're doing something right. Yeah. So I mean, you, you guys, JS Grazing is, is very very well known, um, and you guys have been doing it well for a long time. Your operation at home, yourself and Julie, it, it, it's a feedlot operation, and obviously, it's a supply chain, and it's been consistent with coals, and it's been a big part of where the direction of you you've gone. Can you just give us a little bit about how you guys got to this point and when you decided that that was the direction as a business you were going to go? Yeah, well, we um, we were predominantly – we've sold wieners and I guess high-end wieners for the last 10 to 12 years, mainly. We continue to sell our fe- the lead of our females through that yep. system, but we um, I guess it was – the drought was a big – Big deal. I think it was sort of four year ago. We we always like to present our cattle well and that, and we, we put them in the. We did put them in. Well, our feedlot team there since the nineties, mate. It yep. just wasn't operational, and um, we fed them some pellets and hay for six weeks to get them up to to where I wanted them for sale, and it um it went from there. We built a commodity shed because of the dry, just the supply up. Sure. You know, so yeah, drought management was drought management, so you yep. could store some stuff. Yep, that's right. And then we um we figured, well, we had we had all the facilities there. We had we just had to revamp the feedlot a little, and sure. we had the commodity shed. And we I made a few phone calls. So a good friend of mine and yours, I know, Lance Morgan. Yep. I, I talked to him uh, and bounced some things off him, and that we got yeah we got rolling four years ago and. Um, then three years ago when wiener prices were through the roof, uh, when we first put our first years in, well, yep. yeah, people were saying we were mad and, yeah, there was Laird and Julie and my parents <laughs> said, you know, you do your sums and have a crack and, yeah, we, we haven't looked back really. The big thing is that they'll always tell you and, and you don't want to second guess yourself in moments like that because you'd made the commitment, right, we're going to go down. And, look, to be honest with you, I mean, Laird Morgan has helped so many people in this industry that, that phone call that you make to him, I've made to him. I know there's so many people in this, but always been so willing to share 
information and help in that feedlot industry. But gee whiz, it, there's some sleepless nights because your wieners have always through Roma have been unbelievable and you're seeing wieners yeah. making 2400 bucks off mum and stuff like that um, full yeah. of sap. You know, I'm sure early on, Julie and yourself are looking at each other going, God, I don't want to double guess myself. <laughs> I hope I'm doing yeah, yeah. it right. And you just, once we've made the decision, you've got to back yourself. And um, and we've done our sums. And yeah, mate, we, we're happy that we went the way we were. But, you know, it's, it's easy to take them off and wean them for six weeks and put them through the yards. But I always said, Dobbo, I've always said for years, we'll take a thousand dollars and let someone else get the next 400 but then yep. you get a bit greedy i guess and yeah you sure what the next 400 dollars. no that's right and i and you're coming uh, off the back of a drought mate that 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 the obviously feedlotting is it's not for the faint-hearted and and the commitment you have to around feedlotting is that you know it's every day and you need people there and and you, you can't get away at times and and you, you obviously need a, a crew around you to, to get it up and going and established, how, how difficult was that in, in the infancy that you then when you went, right, okay, yep, I've done it, you know, at times, you know, we've done it before, but we're going to go all in here. Yeah, it was, it was, there wasn't much to do, mate. I had to get a good grain supplier and we've got that just out of Roma in Bury Grains, um, a good grain supplier and, and make sure that we could get our product when we wanted it, and that was the big thing. Yeah. Um, we had a good uh, find a market for another thing. I rang John, Math- John Matheson. One of the legends, yep. Yep. I'd, I'd know, we fed cattle for Gilbertsons years ago, so we've had a long association with them. And, um, yeah, he, he couldn't handle me because he was a New South told buyer but I said can we do business he said absolutely and he put me onto the Queensland bloke and we we sort of haven't looked back from there really yeah so str- um, and, and and so what about mate obviously you know like you had the feedlot established there just a little bit of renovation and 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 a and a, and a good ration that, that's the secret as well isn't it making sure your nutritionist is right and get got your ration right yes mate yeah now we called up our old nutritionist John Doyle from Toowoomba and yep. he he um he was more than happy to help us again and yeah it's simple it's a simple ration we mix every day obviously mix our own feed and they're in bunks and it's a simple ration that works like it's not that much difference what we fed in the late 90s and it just worked you know obviously the the concentrate might be a little different but no it it really works and we're getting phenomenal performance out of our steers so yeah we're yeah we're Unreal. We're not going to change anyway, that's for sure. No, I mean, I hate putting figures on it and, you know, like, and, and I'm not even going to go near the margins because in the feedlotting industry, one day it's rocks, the next day it's diamonds and it all plateaus out eventually. But as as a supply chain and, and to be able to follow your cattle through, th- there's some serious reward in that, seeing them from, from birth to, to obviously slaughter and, and, and that for yourself and Julie obviously and the whole operation must give you some amazing data and, and obviously genetically and then from a herd management perspective, you're able then to, to focus on where you need to improve your herd because of the data you're receiving from your kill. Absolutely, mate. We're, you know, we've, we've been selected, we spend a lot of money on our genetics as, as you and a lot of people know. Um, We've been strict Millamara for the last 15 years, I guess, and 
we breed a cow, Dobbo, like, yeah, we're all about the female side of things. You, you breed a, as good a cow as you can and the steers will follow. And, yep. and that, that it's, a, it's a simple philosophy, philosophy, but we just try and do things as simple as we can, but do them as well as we can, I guess. And, and it all it all flows on from there, really. Well, it'll be announced on the February the 24th, next Friday, at the Terrace in Melbourne Royal Botanic Gardens. Oh, what is it, a black tie? Let me guess. It's a black tie event, is it, or a coat no, and tie? No, no, I, I think we're, we're fairly casual. <laughs> That'd be good. Best of luck. I know, I know. look, and, and to yourself and Julie and the whole family and the crew from JS Grazing, I, I, I know you don't. You don't go in these kind of things looking for kudos, and you're not in this. But that it's a real feather, in, mate, in your cap that you actually been nominated. And regardless, it's a great story, and and it just shows that you can deviate in an industry that is people are very much loyal to one way and traditionalist about how they go about it. You can change, and when you do, it can have a lot of upside. Um, and 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 that's honest. And and look, regardless of that being nominated, one of the eighteen finalists out of hundreds and hundreds. Nominated, you should be very proud. Good on you, mate, and thanks for sharing. Thanks very much, Jumbo. I just, yeah, I think you've you've got to be flexible, but whatever you, whichever way you go, yeah, you got to make 100%. sure. Yeah, that's right. Don't double guess it, Jeremy Shaw. Uh, that'll be announced next week. Um, the celebrating its eleventh year, the Weekly Times Coles twenty twenty two Farmer of the Year winner uh, on February the twenty fourth at the Terrace in Melbourne, Royal Botanic Gardens. This is Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.